It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Hey, now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Welcome to the Holiday Tournament Preview. We are going to break down five, the five big ones, I guess. Uh, Wheeling, Pontiac, Proviso, York, and Hinsdale Central pretty in-depth. And then we'll hit on some of the others downstate and around the area at the end. And we've come up with a format. Yeah. No and there were no takes today, no questions. Yeah, no mailbag. I mean, maybe a question Enough. or two, but all all holiday tournament. Yeah, that's all we can deal with right now. <laughs> it's uh, the kind of format is we're gonna mention the team we think uh, Joe and I are each gonna pick the team we think has the most to prove. Then we're gonna pick an underrated player. Then we have uh, combined and picked the three players that are kind of must sees the players to watch at each of the tournaments. Then the best first round game. The favorite to win, kind of who everyone thinks will win, then a sleeper that could win, and then we'll make our picks. I will pick York. I'm just gonna, I think I pick. I'm gonna pick York every year from now, every year until the end of time. I think anyone not picking York to win York is insane. With um, a 32 team, <laughs> 32 teams, and York always wins <laughs> or comes close. Um, all right, we're gonna kick it off with Wheeling, which seems sort of random, but. That is what I wrote down first, so that is what we are doing. It starts the 23rd, so a little bit sooner than uh, well, all the rest of these except, yeah, all of them, right? No, Hinsdale's the 23rd too, but all right. Team with the most approved, what do you think, Joe? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a weird one. Um, Buffalo Grove. <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, they, they've got a tough first-round game against Fremd. I hate conference games that are played in a holiday tournament and this one takes place then they'll get niles north in the second round i just had high hopes for buffalo grove i saw buffalo grove they're a nice team and i don't think buffalo grove can go win this thing i'm not saying that i I just think they have a lot to prove in terms of being you know a 20 plus win team mid-suburban league threat uh but they gotta you know get some some work done or the opportunity is what i like for them you get friend in the opening round, Niles North in the second, post potentially in the second round. So if you could somehow pull off an upset, get into that semifinal, I think that'd be very big for Buffalo Grove uh, over the second half of the season. Yeah, my team with the most approved kind of jumped out at me on this thing. It's Deerfield. They're a team I thought about putting in the Super 25 to start the season. The team I've been monitoring closely, and a team that has—I don't know if I'd say they'd struggled, but they lost to Highland Park in overtime. They've lost to Niles North and Mundelines. Those are all their big games. You know, their wins are against Schurz, Collins, and Warren. I expect a lot more out of this team, and I think this could be the time they do it. I believe they started poorly last year, too, right? 0-4. Yeah, so... So three and three now or so. I might have missed a game. I'm not. My book is not updated from last night. <laughs> yeah, last year they went 0-4 and, and then rattled off three, four, five, six, eight straight wins going into the holiday tournament. And they've got it tough. We'll talk about that later, but they do not have a great draw in this thing, to say the least. Um, underrated player, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Grove sophomore, Cam Kraft. He just, for whatever reason, he's just not talked about a ton. 
Uh, I don't know if it's because Buffalo Grove's kind of status or or whatever, but Cam Kraft is just an absolute, he's a heck of a scorer, and a really exciting, fun player to watch, too. I mean, we're going to talk, this is kind of silly to put him in the this category because it seems like we talk about him so much in this category, Don Martinelli, <laughs> that he is talked about a lot, but he continues to be a, a, a player who's undervalued with everything that he brings to the table by the masses, not you and I and not maybe the people that have really seen Glenbrook South, but he still hasn't really received his due, I don't think, or his name is not synonymous with the top players when you talk to people outside, you know, the small little mid or the Central Suburban League. So Don Martinelli is the guy for me. Our three players to watch at this thing, the top three players, kind of the ones you, you want to see. Obviously, Don Martinelli gets it. Uh, number, well, I guess we didn't rank them or anything. Aquan Smart from Niles North. I'm sure there will be a load of college coaches yeah, coming he around. Is the hot, he's the hottest name right now. Yeah. Uh, the most calls I'm taking. He's averaging 25 points a game. So, yeah, he's pretty electric talent, fun to watch. And a lot, we had a lot of options for the other spot. We went with Troy D'Amico of Notre Dame. I, I know both of us were really impressed by his performance against Bogan. He was just excellent in many phases of the game. Including that, that toughness and competitiveness that he brought to that team and kind of somebody to lean on when uh, you know things were tough. He kind of played outside of his element a little bit too, having to do some things. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I yeah, D'Amico, hopefully I've not checked with if sales will be back or not, but um, Troy D'Amico is a multifaceted foreman. Best first round game. I went with Prospect Deerfield. You can always kind of trust Prospect to uh, get the job done. And frankly, the other first round games aren't very good. So this Buffalo Grove Frem's okay. What would you? Yeah, that, that, that's the one I would pick, just because you know Frem has has scuffed a little bit. They're not the Frem that they've been in recent years. Uh, maybe this is you know the time to get kickstart them going and and you know familiarity of Buffalo Grove. Uh, night game, opening night. So, yeah, I'll go with Buffalo Grove Fremd as the most, you know, the, the one first-round game I'd like to watch. Favorite, I think we probably both agree. It's pretty clear it's Notre Dame. Um, yep. Kind of a, a slightly heavy favorite. Uh, the, the sleeper that I think could win is clearly Glenbrook South. I really like their road. They, they could have a possible semi against Niles North. But other than that, I, I really like Glenbrook South's chances to get sneak in and win this. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I like Glenbrook South. That they're, you know, they probably get Viator in the second round, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've in my title game, I've got Notre Dame beating Glenbrook South. Nice. Yeah, I have. Uh, I guess I didn't go all the way through. I do have Notre Dame winning it. Man, Deerfield's Road. They they face Prospect and then Notre Dame, so that's tough for them. But yeah, a Notre Dame. Glenbrook South title game sounds pretty fun too, doesn't it? Not yeah, sure. and uh, I can't remember what happened there last year, but who won that thing last year? You remember Glenbrook South? Ooh. Or Viator? I don't remember. But it's a, I mean, it's a nice tournament. Yeah, I, I enjoy my time there. I'm thinking about Joe sneaking. This is probably insane, but. Of going to like four tournaments on the twenty third. Whoa! <laughs> Popping in for a game at four. A game at four. Yeah, it's what Dipper, Wheeling, Hinsdale, 
and Jacobs. All very geographically located. Well, <laughs> nice short drives. Well, I, figured, I yeah. have not looked at my schedule at all for the holidays. Yeah, I can't figure it out yet. Either way, the Dipper has to be first or last because it's clearly far away from all of the rest. All right, now we're going to go into Pontiac, the, Pont- the 89th Pontiac Holiday Tournament. The team with the most to prove, clearly Joliet West. They were horn swoggled out of a decent seed, so they have a horrible draw on this thing. And I know they the, the stench of the last couple of years to kind of hangs over this program, and everyone associated with it is super annoyed. And, you know, five wins last year is just kind of humiliating. And so this team, I know they personally have feel like they have a lot to prove, and it would be a lot for them to – at least just give Simeon a – got to beat Bloomington, but give Simeon a real game in that second round. I, I That's a great call with Joliet West. I'm going with a weird one on this one too. Uh, I'm going with the number one seed. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I knew, I, Joe, I knew you were going to pick that. I could have bet money on that. <laughs> because I just – it's just time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're the number one seed. Curie and Simeon are – very beatable when you're talking about past Curie Simeon teams. So, I mean, if this isn't the year that, that, you know, a team like Bloom with everything we've talked about and all the stuff that's going on with, with, with them and, and, and what our expectations are, I just think anything less than a title here is, you know, it's not the end of their season and it's not, it doesn't ruin their season by any means. But I just think if they go through and win this thing, it just really puts a stamp of approval and validates everything we've discussed uh, for the previous month. So, but in this category, Mike, I think probably of all the tournaments, wouldn't you say this has the most teams you could put in this category? Ooh, uh, I think Hillsdale I mean, Central did. I mean, you could put a Oak Park in here. You could yeah. put a you know a, a Bennett. You could put a Simeon. You no, know? that's, so, I hadn't thought about Simeon. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's probably because there's so many solid quality teams that, that we still are trying to figure out, you know, like a St. Charles North, just how good they are. But, yeah, I, I went with Bloom, you know, and, and we'll, we'll see how what transpires. Boy, their road's looking a little tougher now that Oak Park uh, kind of showed yes, itself this weekend. Right. That 1-8 game is a tough <laughs> yeah. second-round game, and Oak Park just went and beat uh, – Stevenson. Yeah, that's a little bit more exciting. I, that just kind of popped out at me. All right, the uh, underrated player. Uh, you're, since the theme here, I guess this is going to be my last Juliet talk of the podcast. But I think it's clearly Jameer Hill. Ah, Juliet it's West. mine. Yeah, he took mine. All right, it makes fine. sense. I mean, nobody knows who the guy is. <laughs> I mean, and he's, yeah, I he started have, yeah. really well. And I've done a lot of work here in the last ten days or so with college coaches. I talked to a few of them. And they are. They're starting to come in. They're coming to watch Jameer Hill, the 6'2 guard. And, you know, he's, he's averaging 20 points a game and off to a fast start. He's a different player, not just from last year, Mike, but from the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, show, he shows more athleticism. He's a little stronger. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with, the, with that one. Everybody else in it is pretty blown up, and you know who he is. You know the other. Yeah. Um, and the other teams there aren't a lot of maybe Jack Prockett Bennett or uh, yeah I don't even know yeah there, there's not a lot of under the only other name that popped up for me with underrated Charles North I, I thought maybe yeah, you know, yeah, Connor, yeah in the back card oh. or Connor Linky either one 
Um, players to see, uh, two were really clear. We thought, uh, Ramian Hinton of Curie and Christian Shoemate of Bloom. Uh, they're both big time stars. The, uh, picking the, uh, another guy was tough. Wound up going with Dante Maddox Jr. from Bloom. I think he's earned that with the start of the season he has had, but I mean, clearly there are a number of guys you could pick and there's just teams you want to see here, not just three players. Well, and it's interesting with Bloom what's transpired because, on the ranking list and the prospect watch and the college recruiting, Keyshawn Williams, Martise Mitchell were the two guys. Oh, High yeah. major interest, and and really over the course of this first month, it's really been Shoemate and Dante Maddox as the two kind of productive, high-level productivity. Um, so I, I just, I just hope that's. We talked about this in the in the preseason uh, podcast. Just keeping everybody on the same page and not wanting to get their own. That's going to be important for Bloom going forward. They, um, you know, that's something I haven't really mentioned. You know, I was out of practice and at the signing day, Martise Mitchell and Kishan Williams have both had nagging injuries since practice started. At one point, Martise Mitchell, I'm not sure he practiced much at all, even before the season started. Uh, I remember Dante Maddox, the coach, telling me he hadn't had the starting five for any practices at all before the season. So I think both of them have some legit reasons why they've started a little bit slow, but they better be getting healthy quick <laughs> because both those guys are going to really need to play well for Bloom to do what they want at this thing. Uh, what's your best first round game here, Joe? I don't think it's any questions for me. It's Bennett and Danville. Uh, I, you know, Danville with Tevin Smith, Averaging 21 points a game for them, a junior who's one of the top 10 prospects in the class, and then Bennett, who the word you know the hope is or is expected that they are finally going to be all together, all healthy. Uh, they I don't think they played well. No, they haven't. They haven't played one game. They've played multiple games with multiple starters out, uh, and they've played the whole season without Colin Crothers. So I think Bennett Danville in the 9 a.m. game is the best first-round game in a tournament that, as much as we talk so highly of Pontiac, uh, I think these first-round games aren't quite as, you know, enticing as we've seen in past years. Yeah, I would agree for the most part. However, I went with a different one. I went with Oak Park, Plainfield North. Uh, My eyes were opened by the Plainfield North win at Oswego East last week you know Oswego East knocked off undefeated Oswego uh, so that kind of showed me and Plainfield North always plays well here they always come in and play well it seems and they, especially in the first round and if anybody is kind of susceptible to a first round drop off you got to always worry about Oak Park so uh, <laughs> I've got my eye on that one uh, for sure the um, favorite here I mean, think everybody knows Bloom. Bloom. yep who is your sleeper that could maybe win this thing, Joe? Well, to, to win it, I mean, Simeon is a three seed. Curie is a two seed. I, the thing is, I don't know enough about Manuel. Uh, and, and I don't see anybody outside the top three seeds, you know. Do you see anybody out of the top three that could possibly win it? I think, and this, you know, I just kind of slapped him verbally, but if Oak Park plays like they did the other day, I think they can. Yeah. Um, they looked really, really good against Stevenson. If Isaiah they Barnes did. plays at that level, who knows? Yeah. I, I'm going to go with Simeon uh, as the team 
which is kind of odd to go with Simeon as a sleeper to win the thing. But with how they've played, I mean, Joliet West would be the one if they could get hot. But beating Simeon, Curie, and Bloom, yeesh. Yeah, their road is. Uh, Manuel lost to Peoria Notre Dame <clears throat> at home by four a couple days ago. They beat Peoria Central just by one. They beat Urbana by two points. So they're not exactly dominating. But they got the four seed. So, anyway. I'm not bitter. <clears throat> my, you going, who are you going with? Uh, my sleeper to win was Oak Park. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, basically okay. thought. Uh, my pick to win is Bloom. Uh, they've been number one team. I think I got to pick them to win this thing. And, and you know, you got to think they've got a bad taste in their mouth after they kind of just dropped a turd in the title game last year against Curie. So I imagine they want to come out and and kind of show out a little better. Yeah, I, I'll go with Bloom. Very anticlimactic here. We going with Bloom as the number one seed in the pick in a very very good tournament. Next up, Proviso West, where basketball is best, and they're trying to use all of my printer ink cartridge to print out one bracket because they have a black background. Anyway, <laughs> don't do that, tournaments. Nobody needs to print out a black background. Um, Isn't it red? Yeah, but if you have a black and white printer, I mean, I guess if you have a color printer, they just yeah, used all your red ink. <laughs> yeah, all so, the red ink ends yeah. up. Which is also super annoying. And you can't even like fill it out properly because it's anyway. It's, it's somewhat, <clears> it looks have, fancy. Sort of. Um, but not. Functional. New people right. in charge here. We're going to give them a chance. They've been nice. They've reached out. Yes, uh, they have. On yes. all kinds of things. So I'm going to have an open mind, even though I'm only going to show up in the last day. <laughs> but that's Most approved. Who, 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 who's out. got the most approved? Most approved here. I think it's Zion Benton. I thought they yeah. were going to be pretty good this year. And well, I, they, they they do have a nice little road. Exactly. Yes, that that's exactly it. And they could get to the semis. Um, in fact, I'd probably pick them to get to the semis. But I, I got to go Hillcrest. I mean, it's time for them to – I mean, I know they've lost three quality teams, but that's a lot of talent. They need a big win. I like their road to get to the semis. Uh, and I like that matchup with Fenwick. You know, uh, Fenwick's very solid, potentially, in the semifinal. But Hillcrest got to get a little of that mojo back, Mike. Yeah, no doubt. I don't like their road. I guess I, I like Hyde Park more than you, and I think Leo's a little dangerous. Or Morton. Um, yeah. Hillcrest's well, got to be better than what I saw. If, and, when, and if Hillcrest is not getting passos, then they are they are not a what we thought they were. My underrated player is not someone I would have picked just days ago, but I was impressed at the Team Rose shootout with Terrence Ford, T-Baby, the uh, Harlan slash or slash now Leo player. Boy, he's got that ball on a string, Joe. I was, I was impressed. Monte Taylor, Zion Benton. Uh, 6'5", long, wiry, athletic. Yeah, uh, he played very well um, in their game against uh, Mundelein on Monday night, and he's an exciting talent. Doesn't shoot the ball that well, but, boy, he can he can cover a lot of ground, and he's a smooth, gliding athlete and fun to watch. Yeah, and that game, you know, Mundel- Zion Benton lost to Mundelein, but it was close, and that has to give you some hope in Zion Benton that maybe they could live up to kind of what we thought they would. Uh, the three players to see, Bryce Hopkins, Fenwick, 
think everybody knows all about the Louisville recruit. He's a fun watch for sure. Antoine Bloxton from Bogan, dynamic scorer. And a guy here that also popped up, he could – this is what the team rose shooter does for a little exposure. Kendale Anderson, who I've always been a huge fan of. He's a heck of a high school player. Doesn't get a lot of talk because he's going to be a junior college guy, but he was a dominant high flying force for Leo. I think if Leo can win a game or two, people will definitely be talking about Kendale Anderson. Super productive player. And, uh, that Leo Morton game to me is probably the best opening round game. Yeah. Uh, that one's still, I, I have Hillcrest Hyde Park, but either I can go either way. Yeah, uh, that th- those first two games at Proviso West, they open it up at 9.30 and 11 a.m., Morton, Leo, Hillcrest, Hyde Park. Uh, and, you know, that those those two should start kickstart the Proviso West holiday turn them off pretty good. I think I feel like Leo should get some kind of award for holding on to both of the Anderson brothers throughout their high school career. <laughs> I mean, what do you think the odds were of that? <clears throat> Especially after Fred Cleveland left, I, I just – kept thinking Kendall Anderson was going to wind up at Simeon or somewhere, but they, they kept him. Good for you, Leo. Uh, the, uh, favorite, I, I think it's gotta be the favorites. Clearly Bogan, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Bogan is a team to beat. I, I think it's pretty top heavy. I think there's, you know, there's four teams talent wise that are the best. And then there's, you know, there's some sleepers beyond that, but I mean, you go, you know, I know uh, we've kind of cut up Hillcrest here a little bit, but Hillcrest, Fenwick, Bogan, uh, who am I missing? Uh, well, well yeah, those it. three. Yeah. Boy, provisos. Nah, I'm not going to get negative. <laughs> I'll stay positive. Yeah, I mean, you can see a way in which is a, a Zion Benton or Morton wins a couple games, but it's hard to see after that, really. Um, yeah, so Hillcrest is the sleeper I think could win it, even though they were horrible when I saw them. Uh you know, Hillcrest, they would wind up with Fenwick in that semi. We don't want to talk about hypothetical games, man. That's a young Fenwick team that could right. be great and, and cannot be. So I guess Hillcrest is pretty young too, but uh, who are you picking? Well, it, but this was the coming out party last year for Bryce Hopkins. Oh, yeah. uh, and, you know, he picked up some high major offers coming out of Proviso West, and he is the best player in this tournament. So he's capable of putting this team on his shoulders and carrying it, especially in this field. Boy, where it's not road, yeah. super daunting. I mean, it's just, uh, you got Larkin and a Proviso oh West uplift. Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah, the so road is the easiest I like, road. I like Fenwick's road. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah. I'm But I'm going Bogan. I mean, I'm going Bogan over Fenwick in the final. I might be changing my pick based on that. I didn't really pay that much attention to their road. Yeah, but who's Bogan going to lose to? It, well, it would just be Fenwick. Right. I mean, but, but, like, Bogan's not going to. I'd be shocked if Bogan lost prior to the championship. And yeah, probably. But I mean, Fenwick can get actually they can both get to the championship game without beating a ranked team. How about that? Well, how many ranked teams are even here? Just two? those two. Yeah. <laughs> so That's just an odd different yeah. uh, year at Proviso West. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Bogan. That just depressed me. Okay, let's let's move it. Let's shake it off and go to the. The Jack Tosh Holiday Classic at York, where nobody cares if anybody's ranked. <laughs> That's not what it's about. Yeah, it's just a basketball marathon. Yeah. Uh, 32 teams, and they play it out. Everybody gets a whole lot of basketball action at this baby. Yeah, we have, I guess they do have one ranked team that might not be ranked <laughs> if I had to do the rankings right now. Uh, 
Bolingbroke, who just lost to Lincoln Way Central. Um, you know, not a lot of, not to get off topic here, but that Lincoln Way Central's team is loaded with a bunch of juniors who've been in varsity for three years that shoot a bunch of threes, and we'll probably be talking about them near the end of the year and next season. Yeah, and Bol- Bolingbroke's had some injuries. They've got some youth. They've got new players. Um, anyway, who, are they your team? Who's who's your team with the most to prove out of these? Well, out of the thirty-two teams, yeah. <laughs> mine was easy. I got I, Rolling Meadows. It's time, man. I want to see some wins. I want to see a run. I want to yeah. see Max Christie and company do it. I mean, this guy is a Duke offer. This team, they got to be able to win some games at, at York, right? They got to prove it. Yeah, I mean, again, I, we hate looking ahead and forecasting. They have, you know, a road to, you know, get it. And it's really hard to forecast this tournament, like five games. But uh, I, I'm going to stay in the same league and stick with the team that I've talked about a little bit already in Schaumburg. And if Schaumburg is as as good as I think they could be, uh, again, I, I think they're. I don't think they're at. You now, Schaumburg turned it on last year in the second half of the season, and I, I just think that winning mentality from a year ago, even though they graduated a, a big chunk of that team, uh, I, I just think they have a shot here to in their in their bracket that I see. I, I think they can make a run, and so I, I think Schaumburg has a, has a chance to go out and prove that they are the best team. You know, not only in the mid-suburban league, which I think they could be, but a little bit beyond, and, and kind of push themselves into it, being a top twenty-five team. Ooh, boy, Joe's on that Schomburg train hard. I'm uh, impressed. That Tinley Park loss did not phase you one bit. No, I, <laughs> just blew it off. Yeah, I, I blow a lot of matinees off. <laughs> All right. Afternoon. Was that a Sunday game or a Saturday? I, I can't remember. I'm supposed to remember that. Yeah. I well, I think yeah. Sunday afternoon games are just Gears. dreadful. Are they your consolation games? <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. Uh, I could. You know what? Can I change it? Yeah. You, I, I changed my mind. Okay. Forget Schaumburg. Sorry, Saxons. You still have a plenty to prove. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I'm going Hinsdale South. Yeah, I, I thought that's who you'd pick, but <laughs> okay. Well, it's. In complete, you know, being uh, honest, I did not prepare as well as I have other podcasts. And going through 32 teams, you do have to scroll quite a bit on the computer screen. But uh, you like uh, teams that are good and then have to prove it. Well, (laughs) because I've got some surprises for you here later on in the the Jack Tosh preview here that I think you're going to be like, whoa. So I didn't want to throw it all out at right away because I, anyway, but yeah, Hinsdale South, unbeaten. Billy Durkin, Aaron Timms. Bobby Durkin. So we've got Hinsdale South as my sleeper. All right. Um, my underrated player saw him last night at Lindblom. It's Sincere Key, the uh, bouncy, lanky guard at Solorio. Uh, Joe Griffin from Roosevelt, who sees as much high school basketball, probably more high school basketball in the area than any college coach. Uh, sauntered into the uh, weird Lindblom gym. He's been recruiting Marshawn Williams. And he asked me if there was anybody worth looking at at Solorio. I told him, you know, about uh, Donovan Jones, who's going to be, you know, much bigger than Roosevelt. 
And I said, but you might want to look at that Sincere Key kid. I, I've seen him a couple times. I like him, and he puts up big numbers. And then Sincere Key went out and made me look like a genius, Joe. <laughs> he had a heck of a game. It was all over the place. Threw down a nice dunk, rebound, and getting to the basket shooting. I think uh, he could open up some more eyes at this tournament. You said weirdly. I've never been in the – I just realized I've never been in Lynn, Lynn Bloom's gym. It's a freak show gym. I'd never been until I couldn't remember if I'd been there or not. I figured I had. Well, it's a freak show gym. Don't you remember if you've been there? Come on. Yeah. Well, as soon as I walked in, I knew. But before oh. that, I didn't know. I oh, thought it okay. might just be you. another north side small gym that I'd been in and forgotten. But it was insane. It's got all four corners, like two to three feet. Are there's the track above it. Um, the ceiling is so low that it would like affect my shots. I would be so freaked out. It's just. I don't think that thing is 75 feet long. I wanted to get out a, a uh, measuring tape. I mean, it looks like you could take a three from the other three line <laughs> and it'd be fine. It is the, it's got a track above it. That's weirdly sloped. Like you should be skateboarding on it. It's the, the floor is a nightmare. Everyone was slipping and falling. I thought someone was going to get injured. It's someone on Twitter said it looked like a prison gym. <laughs> when, I, when I put the photos up, um, it's a weird place. Wow. My, uh, Sleeper player, Dominic Gladi, St. Oh, Pat's. Oh yeah, nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he can he can score it, man. He's little five eleven, mighty might guard, and uh, that, that's my guy. The three players at this one: Max Christie, of course, of Rolling Meadows; Chris Hodges of Schaumburg. and then it was, it was a little tough trying to. There's a lot of other guys you could pick, but I kind of put my foot down here. You got to go with Nate Shockey. I mean, there might be some other guys, but Nate Shockey could be a back-to-back winner of this thing. I like his chances of the York Dukes. He's also been really consistently putting up nice numbers this season and led them to that big win against Bennett. So those are our three. What's your best first-round game, Joe? Why don't you give me yours? Oh, that one is Highland Park against Solorio. You know, the Sun Warriors are interesting. White division team in this tournament. You, you, you. You're my Schaumburg uh, will be matched by your Solario. Hey, you got to uh, – <laughs> but but Highland Park, the reason this is the game is because of Highland Park. They uh, – wait, who did they just knock off? I just forgot. Deerfield? Uh, uh, Highland Park just got a big win, and it's escaping my mind. Hold on here. Highland Park. I'm having a hard time finding a really – a game you like because you didn't yeah. properly see this is see now you're gonna you're gonna think oh yeah Highland Park Solario does look pretty good doesn't it well I'm going yeah. through Highland Park beat Deerfield in overtime so I got a two teams here that are uh, on a on a hot winning I think the only other first round game that man <clears throat> Sandberg Lions it, it, I think it's Andrew Batavia I'm going Sandberg Lions. All right. Andrew's been playing well. They just beat Sandberg. Batavia's got, you know, Jaden Johnson. I'm, uh, but you can go with Sandberg Lions if you'd like. Am I going to Tosh on the 26? Ooh. Sounds All right. Like, sounds like Joe might not want to. Uh, the uh, favorite here is, I mean, I, I'm going to go with York. Yeah. I mean, right? York or Bolingbrook. I know you're down on Bolingbrook, but yeah. oh, York is ranked. I forgot they got in, so there are two ranked teams here. So I think York and Bolingbrook are the two teams to beat. Um, It'd be quite a title game on New Year's Day. That's not my title game, though. Ooh, uh, you got Hinsdale South in there. They're my sleeper that could win it. I've got it out of the box. 
title game matchup. That'll I've probably got, be true, I've got, then. I've got York winning it. Uh, Beating St. Patrick. Oh, nice. I like St. Patrick's team. They got some shooters. They can score. They got guards that can take care of the ball. So if they get in that matchup with Bolingbrook, they've got the guards that can handle their pressure. Uh, I like them coming out of that bracket and playing York in the title game. That'd be fun. I, I'm into either one of those title games. That would be exciting. I, I think St. Pat's is probably one month into the podcast, the best team. we. I don't think we've even discussed them, have we? Um, best team we've never talked yeah, about. Probably not this season yet. I think that's some uh, future segment that we always do. Yeah. But. <laughs> I liked their younger guys when I saw them last year. So I'm not yeah. surprised at all by that. That's and they've been pretty solid the last couple of years quietly. So that that's a that's a cool pick. I my head wants me to pick Kinsdale South to win this thing, honestly, but you got to I'm going with York, of course. Wow. So we've both got York, which means they won't win. Sorry, coach Vince Duran. You yeah. probably just got jinxed by by the both of us. And I, I only just realized this earlier when I was writing all this down, that isn't it weird that Hinsdale South isn't in the Hinsdale Central Tournament? Uh, no. Okay. Because I think, I like that when you don't go to, like, the worst Thanksgiving tournament in the world is Glenbard East, Glenbard North, Glenbard South, and Glenbard West. All right, well, you're taking it a bit extreme there. <laughs> There's nobody else. <laughs> I just think maybe attendance would help if we put the other Hinsdale, it would be helped if we put the other Hinsdale team in. I think that makes sense to me, but... Anyway, yeah, uh, that's our segue into the Hinsdale Central Holiday Classic, which does start the 23rd. This one, I think you can f- clearly say it's the second best tournament. Yes. In the area. For sure. Um, who was your team with the most approved, Joe? There's a lot to choose from here. Well, there really are. And I'm going with DePaul Prep just because I think – we have another team that's very good, very solid, that came, you know, broke through last year to get to Peoria. And despite being preseason ranked, and I, I don't think they've been talked a lot of, we haven't talked a lot about them. And I, I just think they, they have a little bit to prove to show that they kind of weren't that, that preseason ranking. Uh, and to, to do some damage in this particular tournament, I, I don't, they got upset last year, I think. Um, but I, I just think that Paul Prep has an opportunity to kind of – they got some younger guys uh, that this would bode well for them uh, going forward. Yeah, I'm going to go a little Joe Hendrickson with my pick. There's a lot of teams I normally would have picked, but I, I think Marion Catholic's got to do it. You know, super highly ranked. They've got the big senior recruit, you know, loaded team. They've gotten off to a nice start, but, you know, they lost – you know, to bloom in their own title game at home. So I think Marion Catholic has to win this thing and put itself in there as a dominant team in the area. Yeah, they would meet if you know if you're forecasting here. DePaul Prep and Marion Catholic would meet in the in the uh, semi. Uh, I just think DePaul Prep, you know, they they've got one loss as all to Notre Dame by five. So they've they've got you know as far as resume building type wins, really the the biggest win is over Niles North. So, I just well, there we go. If Marion plays DePaul in the semis, and one of them is going to uh, live up to what we're talking about right here. Yeah, looking at DePaul prep schedule, it's pretty clear why we haven't talked about him much yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, they had that 
you know, the Thanksgiving tournament is probably the second best Thanksgiving tournament. I, you know, we've got DePaul Prep, Niles North, Notre Dame, uh, outside of the Chicago Heights Classic. And, and again, they lost a, played Notre Dame very tough. And I, I, I like, I think this is a DePaul Prep team that's going to continue to get better and better uh, because some of those younger players uh, will obviously, you know, gain that experience. And this is a big opportunity for them. You uh, ready to go with your uh, player? Or should I start with my guy? Go ahead. He, You're going Devin Davis? No. <laughs> he's, uh, I don't think he's underrated. We talk about him a lot. My pick for underrated is Will – or not – jeez, not Will. It's his teammate Sam Schultz, who, boy, it seems like almost every time I've seen him play, he's played really, really well. I think he's really intriguing with his size and the kind of things he can do. And I've I've always thought he was gonna break out, and I just think he's a bit underrated. Well, you may have to pick a different player because he's hasn't played yet this year. <laughs> Is he hurt? Yeah. Still. Um. I knew he was hurt Thanksgiving week. I yeah. I, I I I haven't checked in the last week, so okay. I shouldn't. You know, I I I thought Christmas was the target, but we'll have to check on well, that. That would work. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back. Although I feel bad. You know. He's got to be rusty whenever he does come back, just uh, with the injury and, and and battling back. But uh, yeah, he's he's a skilled big guy that can dribble, pass, and shoot a little bit, and step out and knock a three down. Uh, he's just a really really intriguing big. I'm oh, gonna go. Oh, I have an update here. December twelfth, Sam Schultz tweeted, "Almost ready." <laughs> so. Well. December twelfth. That was uh, what five days ago. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, you're right. He probably even if he's starting, we'll see. But anyway, keep your eye on Sam Schultz. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sticking with Paul Prep, Tyler Johnson. I I just think he's one of the up and coming junior prospects. He has taken his game to a different. I mean, he's so much improved. I mean, he put up numbers last year for him. In a, underrated, in a Joe. He's not underrated. Nobody talks about Tyler Johnson. Come on. Who talks about Tyler Johnson? He was talked about a ton last year. He was leading them in scoring like in the fourth of their games. Yeah, one of the best he, teams he, in the he, area. He is. Well, you wouldn't let me put him on the top three players list. We did. Oh, I talked you into it? <laughs> yeah, oh, we I, did. I thought <laughs> we had a debate in the, our pre-podcast meeting. Yes. Uh, no, I, I. but I'll go a step further. Underrated compared to other kids in the class that are getting recruited at a higher level, that have scholarship offers, all of that should be coming Tyler Johnson's way. And it hasn't yet. Because so, he can really uh, shoot it. I mean, oh, and he's adding more yeah. to his game. I, I just think he's even better than what you even think. Um, it, well, he'll show when, when, you, when we do get to see DePaul prep play. And that brings us to the three to see. R.J. Ogum, the big beast here. Then, uh, of course, Aaron Eulis, the Iowa recruit at Marion Catholic, and Joe's Tyler Johnson uh, of DePaul. It's going to be interesting to see what DePaul does in this. I think they've got a oh, – everybody here has a challenging road, but, yeah, that'll be fun. My first-round game, St. Rita Willowbrook. I thought that was kind of clear. Um, St. Rita's been off to a nice start, even though they're a really young team. And Willowbrook has Everett Stubblefield, who kind of just missed that top three guys list. And it's a fun one at a nice 345. Yeah, I'd go with that one as for sure as the best first-round game. The one that's interesting to me is, the, you know, Westinghouse needs a win. 
and they got to play the whole school. Uh, Ryan Isaacson, a six-seven big who can really shoot it for Hinsdale Central. Hinsdale Central style and execution that they have. Uh, that's a that's a tough first round game for Westinghouse, and it would be a, that's that, that'd be difficult for Westinghouse to drop in this in the losers bracket. Yeah, not a great draw for them. The Lincoln Way Central's win over Brolinbrook spiced up the this a bit and makes that St. Charles East opener a fun game as well. And, and DePaul Prep and Richards is not good. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a battle those in the Richards last game. Kids. Yeah, they are hard nosed. I, I really liked those juniors that the, they're the seniors now. I saw Richards, you know, quite a bit last year, and yeah, they're definitely a tough tough group. Um, yeah, that'd be a, a that's a challenging first round game. Favorite to win. I had trouble with this. This is the only one where I guess that says something for Hinsdale Central. I didn't know if I should make Marion or HF the favorite. What, what do you think? Well, I mean, on paper, I'm, I'm I think Marion's the better team. Um, they beat Homewood Flossmore Thanksgiving, so Marion's the favorite to me. And uh, that was a close game. And it's at Marion though, and that's such a hot. So, yeah, and it, but it was a big victory. It was like by fifteen. So yeah, hmm. Marion HF. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was no. That was close. No, I was I covered it. Um, wasn't close at all. Sixty three forty seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well then, yeah. So Marion. So then I guess it's gotta Marion's be our favorite. Marion uh, HF. Yeah. Uh, who you got as a sleeper? Uh, your DePaul boys. Okay. Yep. They, I they could win it for sure. Yeah. DePaul Prep could. Uh, I, I. How many true contenders are here? Are there in this tournament? Marion, HF, DePaul Prep. Is there another one? Oh, Stevenson. Oh, St- yeah, yeah. Stevenson. Yeah. So I mean, you could argue. Well, the Oak Park loss hurt, but. Yeah, Stevenson might have been our favorite two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and and they could win it. So you've got, those are. Those are clearly the top four teams, though. They are my pick to win. Stevenson? Yeah. I'm going to go Marion Catholic. I'm going to go Marion Catholic over Stevenson in the championship. I think Stevenson's going to figure it out. I also like their road. Um, First two rounds isn't too challenging, but I feel like whoever comes comes out of this one is the winner. Is saying something? Yeah, like steps forward a little bit more than the other winners. If that makes sense of the tournaments. No, and I, I, I do, and I said this before. I think, I just think winning a holiday tournament, it's always big, but it's, I just think it does something for a team, no matter what tournament they're in. You know, I, even, we can say York only has one ranked team. Two, uh, we found out York two, and Bolingbrook. Two, yeah. uh, two ranked teams. But I, I'll say, man, if you can get through and win five games over the course of this gauntlet of a tournament at, at Hinsdale South, you you got a lot of confidence going forward. You feel different about yourself uh, going into January, no matter what tournament you come out of winning. And so, again, whether it's Proviso or York or Hinsdale, obviously if you're beating ranked teams and you get a chance and opportunity to play ranked teams – like you do at Pontiac, it's a little different, but you know, like you just said, Insdale Central. You know, no matter what, there's a chance you're going to beat a couple of ranked teams and winning this thing. Uh, so it's a it's a great measuring stick tournament. 
you know, I, I hate for the, all these teams. Uh, I hate the consolation stuff, but that's why the coaches, some coaches like it. And they'll even say, if you lose that first game and then rip off three wins, even that'll help you quite a bit coming out of the holidays. Yeah, I just think every consolation bracket game is it's I know you hate them and barely count them, but I just I've seen a few here and there that that have mattered. So, not having not us being at all the games and all everyone has its own little identity uh every single consolation game and most of them eh, you're right. But once in a while you get one, you know, two teams hook up that maybe should have were expected to win you know, their first round game before they got knocked out and put into the losers bracket. Uh, so, and I mean, I guess this year's a little different like Pontiac. Usually you had some really good, you agree. It's some great consolation games at Pontiac. You've seen your share there. Only if I wasn't paying any attention. Uh, I know they've been close and people have been screaming, but I've just been paying attention to a game on my computer that actually matters. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. Sorry. Um, You know what? I want to start the rest of the the best of the rest with the weird tournament. Is that okay? Yeah. Effingham to topless. (laughs) Jeez. It kind of takes you by surprise, but there's some we got some fun locals in this Effingham to topless. I'll just run through Lincoln Waste is in it. Yeah. Oakland. Who we've talked about Antioch and then Corliss, who I've been excited by. That's it. Not a ton. Um, but yeah, it, it, and I think they all have a, a decent shot here. I don't think it'd be out of, I don't think an Oaklawn Corliss final is completely crazy. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff in Effingham to topless. I think the the important thing about this tournament too, is they've stepped up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this yeah. tournament has gotten better every year, the last three or four years. I think at one point they were down to just eight teams. Well, they got some good basketball. I mean, Lawrenceville is a basketball mm-hmm. name Tutopolis is a basketball name uh so it's yeah i mean it, it's it's on the rise we actually have a tournament on the rise <laughs> who knew should have brought it up when we were ripping all the tournaments yeah you know i didn't realize it but i do remember the <laughs> i remember like the organizers reaching out to me three years or something because they didn't even have enough teams you know and had, i want to know if any of the public league teams needed a spot they were desperate now i'm looking at this bracket and it's like i mean pleasant plains is a good get you know I mean, it's a school. All right. Uh, Bloomington, I think down a little bit from what we expect. And it's a bit the Steelman's yeah. fault, <laughs> too. You know, plenty of locals. Nor- See, they're all it's just bad luck for Bloomington. You know, North Chicago's down. Wheaton Warrenville South, not as good as the last couple of years. Uh, North Lawndale's you know, got a chance to make, yeah. you know, some headway down there. Uh, although, they got a. T- Oh no, I'm looking at the wrong. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, they could get a Rock Island in the semifinal game. That'd be good. Yeah, Kenwood's also there. They've been playing a lot better than I think most of us expected so far this season. They've got some bigs, which could give people some trouble. But the number one seed is normal. Number two is Rock Island. Yeah, it's down. It's just not yeah as exciting as it used to be. Um, not a, not as down as the Dipper. No, yeah, let's jump over to the Dipper since it's local. The Dipper, okay, let's talk positives. The Dipper got rid of all the Indiana teams. Every single one of them. That, to me, is a statement of some kind of intent, right? To be anti-Indiana. It's, po- <laughs> it's positive. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, 
And I, I think you couldn't replace, and they had what four? I think you couldn't replace four. them all in one swoop. Or many publicly white. <laughs> uh, We've got here Thornton, who has beaten my number one team. You also have Clark, who I'm hearing good things about and is undefeated. Uh, Marshall, always tough. Rich East is having a nice season. They're pretty, they're decent. I've seen them. Farragut, you know, they're grown men, even though they're sophomores. And that's about all I got for you. Um, I know you'll give me some Farragut love when I say this, but is Thornton the biggest favorite in any one tournament? Boy, is anybody in that in Centralia with Evanston or Pekin? Other, that's the only thing I could think of. Uh, uh, Centralia. Yeah, I don't know how Germantown, Tennessee yeah. is. Or, uh, Other than that, yeah. Um, now here's my Centralia bracket. Oh, no, they've got um, Mundelein. Oh, no, that's Carmel. Ah. Yeah, see, I don't know. So, it, it, But, yeah, you're right. It's either got to be Thornton or Evanston. Um, anything else about the dip or what possible final is Thornton Farragut? That's that's the final, Mike. <laughs> I'll I'll be surprised if it's. I, I think mean, Richie's can give Richie's has a shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all right, that's the sadly quick run through of the Dipper. Um, yeah, the whole remember those Hale Franciscan days and the. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, man. Uh, Cent- Seton, Seton Academy. Centralia, we hit briefly. Belleville West is there. Marist, Evanston, Carmel, Romeoville, TF North, Diet. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, TF North. Evanston would have to beat Cahokia, Carmel, then who knows, then who knows. Pekin isn't exactly real strong. Strong either. Pekin, we got a uh, number one seed is Lake Park, who I'm going to go see Saturday at Mundelein. I'm very excited about it. Uh, Plainfield East is in there. Hersey, Lake Zurich. That is it, I think, for our locals. The number one seed, as I said, Lake Park. Number two is Boylan. Always good. Number three, Lanfear. How is Lanfear the number three seed? Who are you going to argue for the three? Well, I thought Lanfear would be number one. Right? Or the unbeaten Lancers? Yeah. Sorry, Lake Park. I mean, I'm sure I'll be impressed Saturday, but Lanfear has got like three or four guys I know. <laughs> I'm from up here. Um, okay, whatever. Maybe they haven't started the season well. Um, send me emails, people, if Springfield Lanfear is not as good as I think. Uh, number four is Pekin. It would be something if Lake Park went and won that thing. You ever gone to Pekin? You ever been there? You know, that's the one. I think I might have, like, 20 years ago um, for a game, but I honestly don't remember. I pulled up the Landfear schedule. What, what do you got? Lost a manual okay. by 10. Ooh. Dora, Missouri by 8. They'll get you, Joe. <laughs> Dora, it's the Bennett of St. Louis. <laughs> I mean, they beat Springfield Southeast, MacArthur by 20, Jacksonville by 30, Belleville West by 11, 
some team from Alabama by 18. Yeah, I mean, they don't look like – I mean, and they're always good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Lanfear and then uh, Boylan, yeah, they've been going there for years. So I, that's – I like Pekin. Uh, I haven't been there in, I don't know, six, seven years. But it was a regular trip for a while for me. Yeah. I would bounce from Pekin to Bloomington Normal to Pontiac and swing back and forth a little bit and enjoyed it. I – wonder and this might seem like a blasphemous comment to some but i wonder if maybe pontiac shouldn't switch to their schedule mm-hmm. they do pekin does the second round games and the semis so the quarters and the semis morning night and then the title game is at 6:30 on the last day I just don't like – I don't think any quarterfinal game should be played at 9 a.m. You want to see a, play a quarterfinal game at 9 a.m.? Well, Pontiac does a semi at 11. Oh, big difference. You think? Yes. 9 a.m. is pure breakfast. Yeah, but I feel like the Pontiac title game has just lost steam lately a bit. That is true. And so I'm trying to save it, and I think because it, I, yeah. I I admit I enjoy, I like. To me, those two semifinal games are the best part of Pontiac, not the final. Yeah. I just I always those two games in the middle of the day, semifinals. I, I mean, and then a lot of people leave. Well, I leave. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I, I'm I, not, not every year, yeah. but I, I I will. You know, if there's another title game somewhere. But that's it's mostly because I don't need to watch the same teams I just saw two hours ago. You know, I mean, I when it's a, ma- a big time massive matchup, I'll stick around and stay. But if there's another championship game, I will take off. But I mean, you play three. You, you, I I personally like the three days. Well, this uh, is three days that we're just rearranging no, it. Yeah, yeah. I I like the three day format. Me too. Yeah. Um. I I have to play. I, I I do not like nine a.m. winter bracket games. Like I'd hate to be the team that plays a nine a.m. game and then wins and plays the next game again at nine a.m. That would suck. There's no doubt about it. Although I feel like the nine a.m. games at Pontiac have better energy than the last game of the day in the first round. Or maybe that's just me. Give it, no, no. It's it's sometimes that final game is really bad crowd because th- all the locals leave after Pontiac plays, and then it's. <laughs> I just realized eighty five percent of podcast listeners probably do not care about high school basketball tournament formats. Just us and about fifteen percent diehards. Yeah, well, if they're still listening. Talking amongst yourselves, folks. Should Pontiac switch for We saved it for the last. Yeah, I'm looking here. We don't got much else to talk about. You want to hit Plano hard, Joe? Ah, I played in the Plano Holiday Classic, baby. And your boys are there. Number three seed, Yorkville Christian. Do you have any records? Is is Jaden Shoot? Sorry about pronouncing your name wrong for like two years, Jaden Shoot. Um, do you have any records yeah. at Plano that he's going to take? 
Uh, I, he's going to uh, he'll be MVP. That's my prediction. MVP of the Plano Holiday Classic. Yeah, Plano, you know, had a lot of public league teams last couple years. That has changed. Only King remains. And King is off to an, a pretty decent start, actually. And I know absolutely nothing about them, but they've they've won more than they've lost, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah. Jay Shoot's going to go nuts. MVP. You know who else MVP? Plano yeah. Holiday Classic. You. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I've, seen, gonna... I've seen the program. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, play with Jaden Shute, though, for sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I thought about maybe um, that title game is the 30th. Are you gonna, <laughs> wait, you're, you're going to go to the Plano Tournament for the championship. Well, I, I was wondering if it was going to be Yorkville Christian against, like, somebody. Pure, can they play Peoria Notre Dame on the bracket yeah. in the final? Yeah, that would be the final. So, while we're on Yorkville Christian, and our listeners are probably like, Whatever, what one A basketball? I, I don't. I, I went and saw them play, and they're a fun team. I mean, they again, it's one A. I think Stevenson will probably likely hand it to them on Friday, uh, but it's a great test. I give I give Yorkville Christian credit. Uh, for I, I was talking uh, to Coach Sovereign about their schedule, and he's really trying to put together a very good schedule. They they play your Solario boys this yeah. year. Uh, so they they have no depth. They don't really have much size, but they <laughs> that have like a great matchup with Slurio. They had eight players and no size. But J- yeah. Jaden shoots average. Listen to this. Jaden shoots average over twenty seven a game. And Micah Schneiders, who some people may remember the name. He I think he started at Chicago Christian. He is one of the Lincoln Ways. I can't remember. It was Lincoln Way Central or West? Lincoln Way West. West. And He's averaging 25, 26 a game, and he's a scholarship kid. So uh, those are two really good players. They have two other really good shooters. So they have four guys. They hit 12 threes uh, last night when I watched them play. They beat Crystal Lake South, and uh, they'll play Stevenson, which, again, I mean, that's uh, you're going into uncharted waters for Yorkville Christian, but uh, brand-new gymnasium that just opened. So – I think, you know, they're better than the 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 one eight the the because you went and watched them last year. I think you and I both went and watched them play. Was it Romeoville? Yeah, it was at Romeoville, and Jaden Shoot did not hit a three and fouled out. <laughs> so. Um, I I just think they are a, a a fun team to watch. They space the floor, shoot threes, and so yeah, have fun at Plano. As we wrap this up, I am looking back over our last yes, last hour of our lives, and I'm going to guess, despite my bringing up Westinghouse and Solorio occasionally, this is the least we've ever talked about public league basketball on No Shock. Well, Morgan Park and Young and Young or, or in Lincoln or Park and Florida. They're um, all gone. Yeah, we don't need to start talking about them now. I'm just saying, uh, how about that? Well can't complain it's pretty wild yeah it's a very uh suburban heavy uh holiday preview it's kind of kind of exciting um thanks for listening everybody if you're driving drive safe knock on wood it looks like the weather's gonna be pretty good i feel like that's not going to hold (laughs) it's going to change but i'm very encouraged by the current forecast for next week and it'd be a lot of fun if we could all drive around and not have to worry about the white stuff 
Um, say hello if you see me out at any of the tournaments, especially on my crazy. If I try to do that four on the 23rd, we'll see if I'm that ambitious. I definitely will not be that ambitious if it is snowing. And uh, we will be back with just so much to talk about. And I will not sound this energetic or excited. <laughs> but we'll be here to wrap it all up. Thanks for listening.